Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast in one of our uh, bite-sized episodes in the build-up to the um, the playoff final against Wickham on Saturday the 21st of May. Um, I don't know when this will go out, it'll go in and around the um, ones that we've done already. Um, but um, I'm joined this evening by the man who's responsible for everything that's wrong with me, um, my dad. Um, Stan Barker, good evening, father. <laughs> Hello, son. <laughs> and what it is, it's my dad's birthday on Saturday and he's away for a few days. And he came around and we were just like chatting over the table about um, sort of like getting sorted for the weekend. And he started talking about the, the only time we won at Wembley um, prior to um, last year's Check a Trade, not Check a Trade, what was it called again? Papa John's. Papa John's, that's the one. Papa John's. Uh, Victory. So, seeing as like we're going to have to produce some content through the week, and most of it would be about losing at Wembley, um, I thought, why not speak to somebody about who was there when we won um, in a in a major competition in, in in incredible circumstances? And I know some people might be listening, going, "Oh God, we've heard all this before," but you know, so why not? Because he was telling us about you know all the things that we've been doing in the last few days where we've been. You know, speaking to our mates over WhatsApp and trying to sort out where we're sitting, where we're staying, how we're getting there, all that. You know, in 1973, obviously, it would be a very different experience in the build-up to the game, getting there, all that kind of stuff. So I thought, why not? Let's have a chat about it and do 15 minutes and we'll, you know, we're going to have a, an experience from a different era that ended really positively. So, I mean, we'll have a little chat initially, very brief about, because really it should be about Wembley, but... You know, getting there, obviously, we're a first division team and we drew in the first, the third round, sorry, didn't we? And, and against Notts County. And yeah. then, obviously, went on an amazing run um, after that one. It was a late equaliser as well, something in that Notts County game, wasn't it? Yes, Dave Watson scored late on to get the, the draw and take them back to Roga Park. So that was the start of the special run, yeah. So it's basically when Alex Neal got sacked. That was the Dave Watson moment in the, in this story, I guess. Um, and Alex Neal coming in, but I mean, don't want to labour too much on the the run itself. But no. obviously, there was some special moments like through through that. Obviously, going through the Man City game and the yeah. the uh, the Arsenal game in particular. Yeah, I mean, 
Yes, as you've said, we've heard it all before many times. Well, every that's time, all we can talk every, about, isn't it? Every time we get there, because there's nothing else positive to talk about. Yeah, every time we get to Wembley. I think what I was talking about before was just, you know, when we're talking about how to get there. Well, we, well if you want to talk, let's not get there first. Cause let's not get there first. Let's not, let's go to that bit first. All right. You don't right. want to talk about the cup run, that's fine, then we won't bother then. Oh, well. Uh, well, you don't have to. You, you don't have to. <laughs> well, did you get any of this? Oh, oh, did you go to every game in I there? Saw every game. Except the Reading replay, which was the midweek in Reading. But so you, I was at every other game. So you were at Hillsborough for the um the semi final and Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that, so there you go. Yeah. Yes, I was there for every every game, yeah, apart from that Reading replay. Didn't you have to get so well you had the to thing, get vouchers. Yeah. You had to get vouchers and um if you were lucky enough to have them drawn out then you would get a, a, a the chance of a ticket, and fortunately for the uh, semi final and the final, my voucher was drawn out. So, uh, so, that, so get... just like let's boil that down a bit because mm-hmm. that sounds mad. So you didn't have to. Yeah. It wasn't a case of if you got a season ticket, you get. So how how did you get a voucher? By attending the matches prior. I can't remember how many weeks it was, but as the games were getting closer to Wembley. Uh, they were giving out vouchers, which had they were numbered different colours, etc. And basically, when you w- went through the turnstile and paid to get in, you would get a voucher. And <laughs> we had the strange situation where people were actually going into the ground, coming back out again, and paying to go back in <laughs> to get a voucher, maybe from a different turnstile or whatever. So that was how crazy it was, but how people were trying to uh, improve their chances of uh, getting a, a Wembley or a semi-final ticket. So what's the most vouchers you, you acquired for one game? Oh, it was just, uh, I think it was just... Because um, well, you're saying people went in and out, did you not do anything to like try and... like? No, I didn't actually, you know, I just... Um, did you not go like other family members or anything like that? No, or? no, no, I was, I, I was very lucky, really. Um in that the vouchers that I, you know, got for my attendance got me the tickets. So, and my father, um, who went with me to Wembley... So it was only you who had... <laughs> so out of everybody you went with, how yeah. many have you got? Like, generally, so if you, everyone goes to the game with people or whatever, how many how many vouchers did you get per the, for the group that you got out of the, out of the, out of the lot of you? Yeah. Um, I was the only one who actually got... Um, picked, uh, the voucher picked, if you like, the number from my attendance. My father, um, he bought a voucher, a winning voucher, from a neighbour's son, <laughs> and he bought the voucher, remember, it's not the, that's not the ticket, that was just the voucher, for £10, which was ten times the face value of the ticket because it was one pound wow. standing ticket. So when my dad paid ten pounds, so he's for, basically for the paid two hundred and forty quid for a voucher. Like if you went to the game now, you've yeah. paid two hundred and forty quid for the voucher. <laughs> Probably. Um, the good thing was, he always said, "Well, it was okay because I think he'd put a pound or two on Sunderland at two hundred and fifty to one to win the cup." <laughs> right. Uh, so he was minted at the at the end. So it was. Did he get any drinks after the game? He, he did. He oh, did. oh, that's all right. Then. <clears throat> he did. Yeah. And um, yeah, my other two uncles. One, my uncle Jack, his oldest, the oldest brother. <clears throat> he went with us. He didn't have a ticket, 
he actually ended up buying a ticket in the Leeds end just before the match at Wembley. And um, so he was stuck in with the Leeds wow. supporters. My Uncle Tom, uh, again, he he uh, managed to get a voucher off someone. I can't remember what the details were of that, but that's how it uh, all happened. So the four of us went went down together. So, so you, yeah, so you obviously... Again, talking about everyone's yeah. making the plans at the moment. Yeah. So what was what was your plan then for going? Or was there a, like a, a common theme? Did did people generally stay over then, or did you just like go back and forth, or what? I mean, it's a different era, isn't it? I guess it is. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I I think most people went down. Um, you know, the night before, and and came back the next day. Really, it was, <laughs> I guess, extremely expensive as well. Uh, then to stay in London so um, as far as we were concerned we we managed to get a a train we went down on the train uh, together it was I can't remember evening early evening something like that Uh, but it didn't get into King's Cross until four o'clock in the morning so uh, no sleep at all on the way there because all you're thinking about is the match and uh, we stayed. So was it like a supporters' bus <clears throat> sort of thing, or it was a train? Oh, sorry, like was, a train. was it like so? Just a normal train. Just a normal train. Uh, but, but I guess that like full of Sunderland fans, obviously. Yeah, full of Sunderland fans. Yeah, um, they were putting extra trains on, so I guess you could call it a special train. Are people like drinking on the way down or anything like they would now. Or? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but as I said, four o'clock in the morning we arrived. I had a friend in Brixton, and we crashed in his uh, house. Um, again, I couldn't sleep because my mind was just racing. It was just before my 20th birthday. I was absolutely fanatical at the time. Now, all I could think about was the game, what was going to happen. And uh, so, yeah, we, um, oh, we I didn't sleep and then we um, we went to the match. Well, what did you think what did you think about but you're saying like you th- all you could think about is a game. Yeah. So you know you, what did you actually think was going to happen? It might sound strange but like a lot of people at the time we just had a feeling that it was going to be our year that our name was on the cup. I don't know what it was. I had that kind of uh it, feeling just around the time of the Manchester City game and there was a lot of confidence in the team the way we were playing we were playing fantastic football and we just felt we could beat anybody we were probably the only people who did think that because all of the experts and um, there was a lot of them the pundits on the TV like Brian Clough, Malcolm Allison, etc., who were on the ITV panel, didn't give us a chance all the way through the competition. They just kept writing us off, writing us off. And, of course, it was much. It was great fun uh, the day after on the Sunday to see them have to uh, <laughs> eat humble pie. And um... For surely any sane person <laughs> would go for Leeds in that exactly, game. Though. Well, exactly, yeah, exactly. Maybe we were insane then, I don't know, but... Um... Yeah, there was a lot of belief that we could do it, uh, and and so it proved to be. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So what did you do before the game then? Like, did you just go straight to straight Wembley? Did you, like, meet anywhere? We just went to a pub outside uh, near Wembley for some drinks. I wanted to get in the ground quite early to soak up the sort of atmosphere, but my dad and his brothers were more concerned about drinking in the <laughs> pub. So um, we, we didn't leave until fairly late... In fact, we didn't get into the stadium until about just about 15 to 20 minutes before 3 o'clock, before the game started. But even though I'd been used to big crowds at Roker Park, um, nothing prepared me for the... Well, it was a wall of noise. I I walked up towards the the entrances to the, the stadium... And the noise was just unbelievable. Um, and as we were being shepherded in by the stewards, we were literally getting crammed in because no seats, of course. People were arriving <clears throat> still quite late and they were just jamming people in. And my dad, who was quite a nervous character, his um, nerves were getting the better of him with the sort of noise and the the atmosphere he just said son you just go in I'll come in I'll follow you in shortly so uh, he ended up about I don't know 10 rows 10 people back from me (coughs) Um, (coughs) excuse me and um, yeah I was there with my rattle and uh, hat Mm -hmm. and scarf and it was so tightly crammed that my feet weren't actually touching the ground for most of the game. I was virtually perched on somebody's <laughs> back who was in front of me. That's how busy it was. Uh, it's, it's strange the way that um, it used to be. That's in those changed days. now. No, yes. selecting you, no selecting your seat on Ticketmaster then, no. just like no. slap someone's back on Ticketmaster. That's right. <laughs> That's how it, it was really, really jammed. Mm. I mean, and obviously the game itself... You know what? What can you? I mean, I don't want to like go too much. And I mean, some people might be like, you know, it's probably not for a day. But uh-huh. obviously, the two main moments in the game, the goal and the save. Yeah. What can you remember about? Like you'd talk us through from the when the ball went out for the corner. He's obviously Harvey's pit, palmed the ball over the bar from like an overhead cross, basically, hasn't he? Yes. Ball's gone to the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was behind the goal. Um... Which I guess is the West Stand, is it? Yeah, is it, it is, is the West Stand where it, where we are. In, in, so that's in a, a bit of an weeks. omen, hopefully. Um, <laughs> the only time I've been in the West Stand <clears throat> since that day. Yeah. So. so I was I was right at the in the middle at the back um, there, and so I saw it quite clearly, 
Um, and of course, I couldn't say I jumped up because I was already up on somebody's, <laughs> um, somebody's back. But of course, everybody sort of jumped as one. And it was um, just ecstatic. It really was ecstatic. Can you still remem- like, remem- yes, remember I it can. now like it was I yesterday? Can. And strange, the, I'm sure that um, for I can remember the, the Monty save, um, it was really weird because I think there was a stanchion yeah. as well, sort of in the way, and I just saw the ball after um, it was headed go across, and then all of a sudden it ended up coming out on the other side of the stanchion further up, and I thought, what's going on here? And it, it wasn't until I saw the the, uh, the 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 match on the TV afterwards that we all understood what what had actually happened there. Which, um, yeah, an iconic moment in the game, which I think just reinforced the sort of uh, theory that it was our name on the cup that day. Uh, I think that Norman Hunter turned to one of the Sunderland players towards the end of the game, uh, shortly after that save, and he just said, your name is on the cup today. We're not going to get anything, you know. Um, I think he just conceded the fact that... Well, they won plenty then. Fate was against them. You'll always have one. Yeah, that's right. And then, then obviously, the final whistle goes, you know, what what was it? You know, a lot of Sunderland fans obviously experience trudging out of Wembley in despair <laughs> since then. Um, what was it like to be in well, in the ground when, you know, you've you got a, the trophy yeah. being presented and, and all that kind of... Obviously, it's a well, bit more, you know, there's fireworks yeah. and all that now. It's a bit more... It was a bit more muted then, but it was a little bit more, um, you know, iconic with the, you know, obviously receipt going up the steps and all that. That's right. And, for, you know, for... Well, for my generation then, it was a 100% record at Wembley then, of course, so... You know, one one attendance, one win, and a big win. Uh, certainly a big win at that. So yeah, fantastic to um, revel in the the celebrations and everything that took place afterwards. You know, the the lap of honour, Bob Stogo being carried around on everyone of all the players' shoulders and all of this sort of thing. Bobby Kerr with the cup. Yeah, remember. All do you remember? Do you remember? Because um, obviously the the sat you outside the the stadium yes. sort of like you know immortalizes that moment. Do, yes. you, do you do you remember seeing him run on with yes. in that in his sort of like his beige overcoat and <laughs> hat and that's right. I, mean, I actually had exactly the same coat on <laughs> that he did. Was that uh, the thing? Is it was that the, the end thing? Was it? Yeah, well, like a like a shopkeeper's jacket. That's right. And uh, well, it was it was a like a raincoat, a, a beige raincoat. Yeah. And I had a, a hat, which made me look a bit like Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> um, that was the kind of... Uh, was that a look, was it? Is it that a look? If you're listening, Matthew, you know, maybe for the final, if you want to try and replicate that, because you're the fashionista. <laughs> but, you know, Inspector Clouseau with a red and white rattle uh, and a scarf, but um, nevertheless, yeah, I had the same coat on, and, yeah, I can remember all of that as well. So, uh, so you- you leave the ground. Yeah. Obviously now you're on WhatsApp or Twitter or whatever and you're mm. going, we're going here, we're going there. What did 
you know, did you know the people down there? Did you think like if we win, we're going to all meet here, or did what was did you have, what time did you have to leave to get Didn't, back? Well, the the train back was about eleven o'clock in the evening, and so we went into into the city centre. Uh, well, not first. We actually what we did actually came straight out of Wembley Stadium and went to a steakhouse, which was <laughs> really close by. Whilst all the crowds disappeared, uh, we went in had a, a nice meal and some drinks. And when we came out... Is that the best steak you ever had? <laughs> probably. <laughs> and when we came out, as we came out of the uh, restaurant, the Sunderland coach drove past, leaving Wembley. Uh, so we were waving to the, the players on the bus uh, as they passed. And we had an easy time getting into the city... And we, um, you know, we went to various pubs, walked around. Uh, it was a buzzing, absolutely buzzing. Was it like now where people want to go to like Trafalgar Square, Covent yes, Garden, stuff? Right. Did you go there or yeah, places like that? That's right. And um, to be fair to the lead supporters, they were all out as well. And we were drinking with them. And um, they were really <laughs> very, very friendly. I guess you know they 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 wouldn't mind losing the uh, odd the one. The odd one, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just remember that there was no no problems. You know, you know, had a great time on the evening, and you know, up to that point, of course, no, I still hadn't had any sleep since I got up Friday morning, and we got on the train eleven o'clock. Uh, couldn't sleep because it was still buzzing all the way back home. My uncle Tom, who was the smallest of the of the crew, he climbed up on one of the luggage racks <laughs> in the in the carriage that we were in, and slept up there. Um, <laughs> so he, you know, he he's obviously had, obviously had a rough life, and uh, he could sleep anywhere. But um, I still couldn't sleep, and I never slept until. Sunday afternoon after the big match or whatever it was called then yeah. when watch the highlights when man. we watched the highlights we watched the panel eat humble pie and when the program finished my eyes closed <laughs> and I think I slept for about uh, 16 hours or something after that I don't know how much did you was. I mean what did you know <clears throat> like did, did you like you know ring like ring home or anything like when you were down there like to get an idea of like what it, just what it was what the atmosphere would have been like back in Sunderland we didn't know no it's um as you say the communication then was you know very difficult um strained uh I got when I got home my mother was um very merry should I say <laughs> um but um yeah you know the, you, the the sort of feedback um, after match experiences is, is when you went to work, uh, when you went out with your your friends afterwards, when you got back home and talked about it, and and eventually, you know, you would see highlights. They weren't as on as often as they are now, and what they did then also was they they uh, produced a film like a the highlight the well, the whole match. And they went round all of the pubs, clubs in the city for some weeks afterwards 
where you could actually go and relive the whole event again. And then, of course, the they also produce programs like um, Meanwhile Back in Sunderland, yeah. which... It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. That's as well right, as yeah, it is. And um, you then got to know what was happening uh, in that sort of... It was of, very uh, much like the cliche of people watching through Wumbelow's window, wasn't it? <laughs> like in that, in that, like on on High Street West. It was, it was. Um, and I've always said that, you know, if we did it again, it could never match that. It could never match that experience Um you know, when they came back with the cup and there were allegedly a million people lined up and waiting for them to come back and uh, to cheer them on. It was, the whole thing was just a a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You know, nothing could ever match it, really. Well, nothing like, if we win on the 21st, it's not going to yeah. match it, but... No. We're if, in. We're in the West Stand. Absolutely. You know, and it'll be equally. It'll be <laughs> equally as satisfying in terms of the the result. The result. Yeah. Um, I, I'm desperately hoping that we can get out of this division, um, and I, I honestly think that we. I've got a feeling that we are going to do so you it. Have got, so you're saying I you have, had the feeling. You had the feeling. Have you have I, you had the feeling in the aid visit in in no, between? Well, actually, before the playoffs uh, were, were before the playoffs were played, I said I just have a feeling it's going to be Sunderland and Wickham in the final, um, and that we would win. So far, so good. Have you uh, got a score prediction? <clears throat> so let's just like get this on record, just in case. You haven't got I that. Don't you haven't know got the that score far yet. No, I you don't, don't know the score yet. No. You're being touched, though. I'll tell you if I find out. But no, I might be wrong, but I just have a feeling that we are going to do it. I really hope we are. Um, and let's just keep our fingers crossed and uh, have faith in the team, have faith in the manager, because I think that uh, you know he's got them playing in such a way that we've got a, as good a chance as we'll ever have. So. There you go. Well, there you go. Well, you've been on this once, and you've said that, and that's mortalised now. So if you ever, if if you're wrong, that I've been wrong about five thousand times in the last nine years since we've been recording this. So if you've been on once and we lose, then it's your fault. It is. Yeah, but if me. you know, if we win, then great. You know, you can claim yourself a, a bit of a Nostradamus. <laughs> so well, I hope you enjoyed that as a little sort of off the cuff thing, and there'll be more um, sort of bite size ish podcasts uh, through the week to, to sort of I know people are like desperate for content uh, in, in the build up to, to the game at the weekend and stuff to listen to on the way down um, so thanks very much Dad for, for doing that really, really enjoyed it I don't think you've ever thought it was probably about it from start to finish so that's a first for me as well oh well I'm glad you enjoyed it thank you very much and uh, thank you very much for listening as always <laughs>
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.